Living Ageless and Perseverance. I was having, which is living ageless allows me to have a lot of reflections, which is always good because a lot of times you can correct things because you allow yourself to go into that uncomfortable space. But in honor of a friend of mine from kindergarten, um, she was very fragile, but, you know, she made some good moves in life. And when she went to college, she met the love of her life, and they married. He was uh, Nigerian, and she had um, a daughter, and she had a son. And um, I remember when we were about seven years old or eight, some well, maybe about nine, and she told me her mom had lupus. I didn't know what that was, but I remember her mother died young. And she, you know, she made her decision. So eventually she moved to um, Nigeria. And because the, the, tra the traveling was so expensive, she would only come about every three years and we would spend time together. Usually she would call me and let me know she was coming and I would cook whatever she wanted or something. And, um, you know, I just used to love to hear her children talk about living in Nigeria. And um, I remember one day her son was telling me about there was nothing better than running through the coca fields. Um, I guess where they made cocoa or something like that. He said it just used to smell so good. And whatever he said they would eat, whatever it was, it was like, I guess, like a ball of dough or something. And he said if we ate that, we weren't would not be hungry for like two or three days. It was somehow of, they used this as a means of purging the body or not uh, taking in excess of anything. I don't know really what it was. But just to see this child's face and show you what it was running through those fields, I, I, I overstand the freedom that he used to feel and meshed with that, that scent of that sweetness. It was powerful. So that brings me to, and I love, love, love Debbie Allen. I do. I really do. But she was um, a part of this movie, The Amistad. And I watched this movie. I was so in, invested in it. You know, it's like, get your popcorn ready and all, because Amistad is coming on. And, you know, you're really excited. Well, back then you had um, VCRs. So you're going to play it and stuff. So you have your little movie nights and stuff, right? So I'm sitting and I'm really, really liking a movie. I, I can I can sense there was a lot of research that went into that particular movie. So yeah, it was well, well done. And then we get to the end. And they take these Africans that have been domesticated for years and abused in every way possible. And they put them on these on these ships domesticated with white blouse, skirts, shoes, and they bring them back to Africa. 
and they just get off of the boat and they just run out. They just run out. And I remember I was so, so disappointed because I was like, how do you domesticate something and then you bring them back and you just tell them, go head out. It's all good and it, everything is fine. Just go run back to the way things were. But I didn't see it that way because I was younger. But as I mature and I move through the winds of change, I see that differently. And if you heard my last podcast, it was about releasing people back. It's not about hurting them or situations. It just doesn't serve you anymore. And what were people brought here, stolen from their land to work, to serve? And so they brought them back, and my disappointment has now taken on another face. And I, I overstand them literally getting off these ships because all that time they had never stopped longing for that which was and that who they always were. They went back to it. The other side of the coin is some people never put that foundation They never found that nirvana. They never found that anything. And so when they get released back out to that, who they were, there was never really a were. They never even came to that decision, you know, of who they really were. So it's really a time to rediscover. And yes, these these Africans in my mind, just went back to what was. Of, And it was like God of the universe, maybe, took a big eraser out of the back pocket and erased all the cruelty. It was just erased. It just erased. And then it went back to home because it was always home. It was never anything else but home. And it went back. And so in honor of my friend, because I haven't heard from her for years, but the last time that I did see her, I remember she had like waist-length hair, and I noticed her hair was falling out. And I don't know if that was the first stages of lupus. Somewhere deep in me, I think that she didn't make it. And that her return home was the same way as her mother. Because she, like I say, she was always very fragile. And, um, but she's always in my heart. And um, so I would like to say, if you want to know more about her, go to Grammarly Depot, G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y. 
D-E-P-O-T dot com. Graham this. Namaste.